any sinner is capable of being a great saint. And any saint is also capable of being a great sinner. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Locust and Honey. I'm your host, Christopher Quinn, and today I'm honored to have my good friend, Kelsey McCullough. We go way back to the great state of North Dakota, and we're going to be speaking about what it was like transitioning from the missionary life to what some might call the real world. Um, but before we get to that, Kelsey, where where did we meet? Oh, my gosh. Okay. We met in North Dakota, clearly. Um I I think you were like in high school still. So were you, like right? I might have been my senior year. I might have been. Gosh, it must have been like at least 20, 2009? Do you think 2009? 2010. 2010. It was 2010 for sure, yeah. Okay, 2010, yeah. In a convent in, in a con- Valley yeah. City, North Dakota. Middle of nowhere, North Dakota. Come I love on. it. I have cousins that live there now. We drive past the convent sometimes and I'm like. Come on, shout out Highliners. Hey. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A search retreat. Yeah. I don't know if that's common in other places. I mean, I've heard other places happen, right. but. Yeah, you were, I think, new. You were a newer searcher. This wasn't your first. I would go like once a year. And you were like there. <laughs> I was I was that kid that went to every single one of the community retreats. Every single one. Um, but oh yeah, gosh, no, yeah. it was definitely 2010, Valley City. And since the moment that we met, we'd been mm-hmm. really, really good friends. Yeah. And we kind of, we went separate paths yeah. like post 2012 or whatever. Um, and we're going to get to that. But... I moved here to Cincinnati <laughs> in last May, so yeah. it's been a year, over a year now, yeah. and I run into you. At Coffee Emporium. At Coffee working. Emporium. Yes, I walked into the uh, kind of like Hyde Park area the location. House. I call it the house. The house location. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, is that Kelsey McCullough from 2011 <laughs> in we North Dakota? In it's been like... Oh, 11 years yeah I don't that's know. crazy maybe a few passes back and forth like yeah yeah missionary like, type focus things, conferences but and like stuff that like that was like quick hit never. right yeah Gosh, and then crazy. you were back what and you were back you were here in town yeah. i was like you're in town you're like yeah i'm just getting a house or whatever mm-hmm. and then yeah i think i've been able to see you ever since that's so crazy so Obviously, today we're speaking. Actually, so just to be totally frank, um, earlier this week, me and Kelsey were talking about, you know, what did we want to talk about um, with our time here at Locust and Honey? And um, something that we both have in common is we both served as missionaries in organizations for a number of years. Yeah. And we were thinking, wow. Right now, this spring and this summer, so many people, so many men and women are actually transitioning out mm-hmm. of being in that season of missionary work into just normal life, right? Going into whatever the next chapter is. And man, if we would have had a podcast <laughs> for those 15 minutes. <laughs> it was if like we short. If we would have had a podcast during that phone oh, yeah. conversation, but back when we were transitioning, oh, yeah. if oh, we would have yeah. had a podcast or anything, it's not like podcasts mm-hmm. save lives, but like um, if we would have had any wisdom, com- mm-hmm. like a conversation to act, at least like draw life from, for that time, mm-hmm. it would have been so helpful and so fruitful. <laughs> Man, it just would have brought some peace because I don't know. Like, there's not a book. There's not a blueprint of, like, hey, you served X number of years with this organization. Um, just to, you know, And just to let you know, life out here is a lot different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, seriously. Because, like, Focus had – and not everyone goes to it. It has, like, a little retreat thing. And they, like, kind of tell you yeah. the stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you right. go and do the stuff. And then you're like, wait, I don't remember what I heard or like, is it? And they're like, to have something go back to and be like, oh, yeah. Right. And we had something similar Mm -hmm. with uh, Damascus, where I served as a missionary. Um, Tools and conversations to kind of like escort you into the new chapter. Um, But I mean, at the end of the day, a podcast will help, but nothing will 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 prepare you. Well, it is so quick after so, like I did six years. How many years did you do? Five or so. So like, just to like have like. And then everything in one weekend or one day, right. you have to like think about it and then like, right. Like, right. But before we get ahead of ourselves, Kelsey, I would love to hear, um, how long did you serve with focus? Yeah, yeah. What was that like? And we'll just kind of go from there. Very good. Okay. Yeah. So I started in 2015, right after co- after school, college, um, I graduated from the university of North Dakota. Come on. Oh yeah. Wendy. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so funny how many people I've found in Cincinnati who like graduated from there. It's bizarre. What? It's like a whole side story, but like three different people came into my coffee shop last week that I knew from UND. What? It was wild. That's bonkers. Yeah. I don't Anyways, know. Anyway, Holy Spirit. What up? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I graduated 2015 and then I went on mission right away with focus. So stands for fellowship of Catholic university students, primarily on college campuses doing mission. I was sent to South Dakota first for two years on the University of South Dakota. Then I was in Dayton, Ohio for three years at Wright State. And then I did one year in Michigan at the uh, Michigan Tech University. So I did that. And then I came here. So that was six years of mission life. Wow. And then I decided to, it was like right before everything shut down for the pandemic. I was like, this is going to be my last year. I'm yeah. I'm gonna go back to school. <laughs> Which praise the Lord, I did not go back to school during the pandemic wow. year. That have sucked, <laughs> dude. I cannot imagine yeah. a season of transition from missionary life yeah. to life out here being that time. Yeah. So no, it was crazy because I I was sent up to tech. I did that for one year, amazing year, and then came back and it was like, and everything's still crazy. Okay, let's just do this thing. And wow. Then, yeah. Cincinnati. What? Okay, can I ask you some questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when when was the moment that you knew, like, okay, mm-hmm. I think I'm done with this chapter, mm-hmm. and I feel called to move on to the next one? Yeah, and that's a really good question. I So, when, like, fundraising or salary and doing all these things, people are always asking, like, when, are you, when do you think you're going to be done? And I, I didn't know exactly. I thought it'd maybe be three years, but clearly it was a little longer than that. But um, I was always like, I'll know when it's time. I don't know what I'll know, but I'll know it's time. So um that year so it was 2020 I was kind of just like looking forward and like what I could do to keep like staying in focus and my my heart was really with students on campus Mm -hmm. but um it felt like it was kind of the end of that era um just for a few reasons just like I don't know just like in my heart I was like this is it and then also just like a season of like transition of like what students are going through having gone through the pandemic and different things like that that was like I it's a time of it's a season of change but Mm -hmm. I was that yeah it was 2020 and I was just thinking, I was like, I, I know that I want to do something else. What is it? And I kept thinking about and looking at like roles within my degree. And I got really excited just like thinking about working in dietetics and public health. So I was like, okay, there's something here. And then, so I was thinking about it and it's just like, there's so much peace and conviction of just like, this is what's the next step. But mm-hmm. then I was like, do I do this now or do I not? And honestly, it was super practical. Like I was at a point where most schools kind of have finished accepting for like the next year for graduate degrees. So it's kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. I guess I'll take this next year to decide where I want to go and like what I'm going to do with that degree. So I just was like, and I love being a missionary. So I'm going to finish one last year of doing that and um, go back to school the year after. So that's mm-hmm. kind of, it was very practical from there, but just, I don't know, it was just like this very like small, strong conviction of like time for something else. Okay. Lord, where do you want me? These are my skills. This is something that I am very passionate about. This is yeah. I'm very excited about. Let's go there. You know, very, wow. very simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, because I know you as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I thought mm-hmm. about from our conversation earlier this week, mm-hmm. um, one of the things was when you were transitioning from missionary life to life out here, um, you can have maybe sometimes a set of expectations mm-hmm. um, or pre- just preconceived notions as to what life is out here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I was more susceptible to that than anything else just because mm-hmm. of the nature of being on like 400 acres of land right. being with like 45 20 somethings uh-huh. and you're just like there, right? I feel like you had a different experience because yeah. like you in a, like you almost never really left the world in a way does that make sense yeah no, like you you sense. experience some of its fullness and some <laughs> of its ugliness and just as rawness because you were on college campuses yeah but like what were some of your like <clears throat> expectations mm-hmm. coming like transitioning mm-hmm. and then like desires like what did you want like coming into mm-hmm. this new season mm-hmm. yeah um i think one thing that was really good with that last year i was at tech it was a um engineering school for the most part like most people and then most people did a year like where they did a whole entire year of working and doing life and being an engineer um and then the rest of like then they also like had a normal life right so they Mm -hmm. like also went to mass and did these things and and worked so i saw them living their faith boldly Mm -hmm. doing the things they've been talking about 
while also working. So, and so I was like, okay, it's possible to do this in the, this capacity. Mm-hmm. So I think that was really encouraging. So I was like, okay, I can do it. So I think when I left um, and was like coming to UC specifically, I I literally had three day turnaround. I left. I did summer projects. I left. I moved to Cincinnati. I had three days and then I started school right away. Yeah. And so I think my expectation was like, okay, hit the ground running, make friends with everyone in my class, like start a Bible study, oh. go to mass, like the whole thing. And then, but people were like, be gentle, like be gentle with yourself. Right. Like, people had told me that, and I was like, cool, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'll, I'll do right, that. Right now, I hear you for sure. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and like just like running, but I, um, I yeah, I just like thought it would be a quicker transition, but I think I learned pretty quickly. Like it takes a lot longer to like build trust, to like put roots down. Oh my to, gosh. Like, <laughs> Find a, Do you like, want to like, yeah. go there, please? You, yeah, yeah. No, like, it's, it could just be so radically different, right? Because yeah. you go from missionary life, regardless of what organization um, yeah. or what uh, missionary activity is specific to that organization, uh-huh. um, is usually somewhere between 300 and 400 miles per hour. Um, and then you come <laughs> out here to where, like, I don't know, it's just like a different pace of life, right? Yeah, I won't excited. say it, like, wildly slows down. This is still America, right? So we're yeah. going, like, very... <laughs> <laughs> you're still yeah. going very fast but you yeah no i really resonate with your, what you were saying of like yeah. i'm gonna start this bible study i'm gonna disciple these people yeah. i'm gonna like start these really cool yeah. like gatherings and like mm-hmm. all these things like that i'm gonna try to take what i've learned and just execute it right away with mm-hmm. the vision that i have and the way that mm-hmm. i know how to do it yes that is a rude awakening yeah <laughs> well it's funny too because everyone like says like it's gonna take longer and like i don't know if i just thought i was like better or like it was gonna be different for me and like <laughs> i don't and i think i do think like some people can hit the ground running really fast because they're like in their hometown or like whatever thing but for me it was like just even figuring out like my own prayer life like okay lord like how are you speaking to me in this season that's different mm-hmm. than what i was hearing like mm-hmm. you're, you're still saying the same things you're still like your voice is still the same but right it's a little bit different a little bit different speed and then yeah trust just takes when you're at least when i my experience was like i'm i'm a missionary i'm going to a place i encounter people they know i'm a missionary so there's like a understanding of like oh we can talk to you about this thing because like this is part of your role here and i'm like great so we could we could go deep pretty fast i mean like there's trust to be earned there as well but like there's a desire to like talk mm-hmm. about some of these th- these questions um versus like in like my day-to-day life that's not something like that label mm-hmm. wasn't there anymore which was mm-hmm. a great gift in a lot of ways because i was able to build real deep friendships mm-hmm. but like also like it's kind of harder because it's like oh we're not having the same type of conversations right. as quickly right it just takes a lot more time so like having great conversations but it just takes a lot longer to get there that's which so is valuable. natural and yeah. normal and good yes it's wait good. were you I feel like we were talking about this at one point. Probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that seems right. That, um, that it is more normal, mm-hmm. right, to have to go through that process of mm-hmm. earning someone's trust and developing that mm-hmm. relationship before they just, like, divulge mm-hmm. all of the stuff they're mm-hmm. processing and, like, their whole life story. Yeah. Where when you are wearing a missionary badge, mm-hmm. you kind of, you know what I mean? It's like the yeah. Catholic Red Cross where they just know mm-hmm. that they can get help from you. And yeah. so they just, like, throw it all in your hands right um sometimes right yeah but then like out here yeah no that was it that was a very rude awakening of being Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh like i have to redevelop relationships whether it's peer-to-peer or more of a like i'm ministering to you as a person right i'll i want to speak on this for a second because there's that that's the theme of right um what did we expect what did we desire? And uh-huh. then what did we realize? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and going back to your point of uh, basically, I feel like I real I just got humbled really quickly. Mm-hmm. I got humbled very quickly. I I had exited, you know, this handful of years of being on mission with Damascus and moving here to Cincinnati and was like, I'm gonna start all these things, I'm gonna do all these things. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of vision. Mm-hmm. But I did not have a lot of like getting low and serving. Mm-hmm. Like I had a lot of vision and a lot of momentum and a lot of people knew my name and were like, Chris, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. he's coming. He's moving to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know who it's fine though, but someone like gave out my contact information to like a lot of, and then I got these requests for speaking mm-hmm. and leading worship and all these kinds of things. Um, and 
man, it, it was a, it was a five month period of just getting like humbled really quick. Um, when I realized that again, I'll just say it. Like I, I went in with a lot of momentum and a lot of energy and a lot mm -hmm. of vision. Vision is not bad, but when you have vision without humility, it's a very scary place to be. Mm -hmm. It's a very dangerous place to be. Um, Cause that like, we, we need to remember that wh whether you are stepping into um, a missionary organization at this mm -hmm. season of life right now, or you are exiting one or in, mm -hmm. you're in the middle of one, mm -hmm. you can have vision and energy and momentum. But if mm -hmm. you do not have humility, it's, it's, it's good. you're going to get humble. Yeah. I'm not saying that from a place of like yeah, um, just... a golden throne. I'm saying that, because I learned the hard way mm -hmm. um, and you know, whether you are coming out here into the world with the focus badge or the mm -hmm. Damascus or net or SPO or Christ in the city or culture project or lot, yeah. you <laughs> name it, right? The, yeah. the, the bouquet, the cornucopia of Catholic missionary opportunities. Um, the first thing that you should wear is humility. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. In intention, in conjunction with the confidence of the formation that you've received and the experiences right. that you've had and all the things you've gained from that. Um, yes. All that's super good. The, the missionary confidence. Um, yeah. But humility is of the utmost importance. Yeah. I remember when I was like leaving staff, people were talking about like you go to a parish and like you ask the, the priest what he needs. Like that's that's what you should ask first is like ask what is needed in that area because you don't know it. Oh, yeah. You're learning it. Yep. And like what's happening and i was like okay like i yeah and so like that's just kind of how it started but like no you're so right too with the humility because i remember when i was um first a missionary i got like super humbled real fast right and I, I think something i learned a lot was obedience like my team director to different things and i think it's different when you're not a mission oh <laughs> not a missionary <laughs> and you're like what are you obedient to it's like the voice of the father right you're like listening you're praying <clears throat> but just like your state in life as well and so like i felt like and this is like where the humility thing comes in because i feel like i left being a missionary where i like learned all these amazing things had these incredible experiences met amazing people mm -hmm. like part of the reason i came back to cincinnati was because of the people i met in ohio and i loved them so much right um but i felt kind of like you know uh, like video games you know how like you kind of like level up you know so like you're like on level one you beat it you go to level two it's exciting it's Good. new it's fun great yeah. go up to level three mm -hmm. it looks just like level one but there's like flamethrowers some poisonous right. mushrooms there's like things you've oh, never yeah. seen before but like this looks exactly <laughs> the same but it's so different this is different yeah. than what <laughs> i was <laughs> doing <laughs> and like yeah people have probably heard me say that but like i i that's exactly what it's felt like being like leaving staff and mm -hmm. being out on mission in my daily life mm -hmm. is like it looks the same as like when mm -hmm. i was in college or it looks the same as when i was on campus but mm -hmm. there's like different challenges like right. different spaces to grow in humility mm -hmm. and holiness and like realizing my weaknesses and how right. quickly it is for me to be like distracted for how quickly it is for me to like not have the habits of daily life that i did when i had four other people holding me accountable like right. you know there's like all these things so like the mm -hmm. humility is like huge because you're like whoa there's like flamethrowers right. what i want to talk about that for a second though because <laughs> like that's so life-giving yeah like oh my gosh to be mm -hmm. in a certain missionary kind of rhythm we'll mm -hmm. call it right um, or to be in your momentum, to be in that organization for a number of years, mm -hmm. you just get the hang of the ropes, you get the mm -hmm. language, you know, like what to do and what not to do and how to mm -hmm. do it and all the things like that. But then you would come out here. It's like a totally different beast. Yeah. When I tell you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Because yes, yes. no, here's the thing, though. Like <laughs> when I was coming to the close of my time with Damascus, yeah. it was so full of sentimentality and like all like these mm -hmm. really beautiful things that I'll cherish for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I cannot ignore is that I, it kind of felt like I was a, a plant reaching the end of my pot. I'm a very big plant guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have, uh, we'll just say a number of plants at my place. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love my plants. And, um, you know, like when a plant reach, like when the roots reach mm -hmm. the end of the pot, the, the roots will start to wrap around the plant itself and choke it off and kill it. Mm -hmm. um, and if we are not obediently moving to the next season or next thing that God has mm -hmm. for us and staying where we are comfortable or what we know most, you, you'll start to die. 
Like it will, f- and you'll feel it. It'll, it'll feel like something. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exactly how it started to feel towards the end was like, mm-hmm. I think I'm dying yeah. here. Cause the mission, the nature of the missionary heart is to go beyond is to right. go. Right? Right, right. The, the, the send the, the apostolic sent ones. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and the moment I got out here, Kelsey, Oh no! Or yeah, it was like <gasps> it was like oh my gosh, you know. And it wasn't it wasn't running from something. It was just like whoa, like it it was the right time to jump out of the nest, mm-hmm. yeah, and and to spread out and and to use the gifts and abilities yeah. and things that you've learned in the formation out here mm-hmm. where it's where it's risky and it's yes. not safe. You know what I mean? Like I was okay. One of the first things I did when I moved down here to Cincinnati was I drove for Uber. Um, for two reasons. One, um, we need a little side coin, but then also, um, <laughs> it's a really great way to learn your city. If you're moving to a oh, new dude, city, yeah. oh my just gosh, like Uber yeah. drive. And now, I mean, it's been 12 months and I can pretty much go anywhere without a GPS. I love that. That's yeah, amazing. That's um, incredible. but right. Like I'm, I'm picking up people all day and sometimes in the middle of the night and it's just, they're normal people. Yeah. They're normal people that have <laughs> different beliefs and morality in the afterlife yeah. and what is good and what's bad um, and all these things. And it's definitely not your tribe that you ran with like the last number of years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was so life giving to just be put in those circumstances mm-hmm. to um, be the light of God and to share the love of Christ mm-hmm. and to share the gospel um, because you're a missionary still. You never mm-hmm. stop being a missionary, right? Yeah. No, so okay. I love first of all, love the plant analogy. I'm gonna steal that if I ever have to talk about these things. <laughs> like, yes, because like it's so true. I think towards the end of my time, you're asking like, what was that like? I had this understanding like I was formed. I had formed a bunch of people too, like in that time to like go and live lifelong mission. I was like, it's my my turn. Like, put me in, coach. You know, like mm-hmm. kind of felt like that. And I I agree. I had a very similar feeling towards the end of like, I was really excited to be surrounded by people that did not look or act or believe just as I did. And like, I was able to like walk with people through that, but I was excited to like be exposed to this different, like, yeah, fresh air in this mm-hmm. way. And like, I think you said you started driving for Uber. I actually started working at a coffee shop because like similar thing, but different. Where it was like, <laughs> I'm doing classes, that's like fine. But like, I didn't really have like, I, I needed a job. And I also like didn't know anybody. Like I moved to town knowing I knew people, but a lot of people like, had jobs where I didn't know that many people. I was like, okay, I mm-hmm. need friends. And I was like, I also really want to know the city more. So I started working at the coffee shop I'm working at because, like, people go through there. You learn all sorts of people. You learn all sorts of things. You have coworkers that exist. And, like, it's so fun because you see so many different people all day. Like, some days you get, like, 500 customers, right? right. So I'm, like, whipping out. I'm not really talking to people, but, like, you realize, like, in those moments you're like, okay, I'm just going to, like, make sure you make eye contact, see you as a person. Okay, it's, so, like, real quick, but, like, there's, like, a little bit of that missioning heart, too, where you're like, I'm encountering people, even if it's brief. Right. And I want to do it, but it was so funny because, like, now working there is, like, one of the greatest gifts because I have mm. so many friends that are, like, very different from me in so many ways, but, like, they give me the greatest gifts of my life. They're, mm-hmm. like, so lovely. Mm-hmm. And then also, I'm, like, I know a lot about the city because, like, you learn how to talk sports. You learn about the weather. <laughs> Come on, you go learn- Bengals. Who day? <laughs> who day? Who day? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, literally wrote my grandpa a letter once. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm no longer a Vikings fan. I am a and Bengals that's okay. fan. <laughs> And that's okay. We can let go of the purple and gold. But just like, as you just get bought in when you're surrounded by the people that you're like, that's the missionary thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like (laughs) I did a similar thing, but it was like a little bit different, but I was like, yeah, I'm ready to do something different. And so I enjoy it a lot. Mm. It's one of my favorite things I've done, you know? Come on. That's so good. Um, so if you're listening right now and you are, um, if you're feeling that, if you're feeling your roots meet the end of the pot, Pay attention because it might be time to. Mm. There's a little bit of heart movement. Jump, there. yeah, jump out of the nest. No, yeah. Okay, I kind of want to transition a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so for those who are right, so we've experienced this, and so many mm-hmm. other people have, but now we're just like kind of divulging all of the, the <laughs> things, right? Um. <laughs> when transitioning out of missionary organization life mm-hmm. to out here, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call that. Um, there are a few different things that I personally feel like we, without trying, maybe idolize a little bit. Yeah. And I think one of those is community. 
Ooh. Expand on that thought. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, and this is everybody. <laughs> I mean, I think I, yeah. Yeah. We've talked about this. I think, everybody yeah. that's been a part of community, everyone that's been a part of missionary organizations or like mm-hmm. anything like that, their ears probably just perked up and they were like, oh, I promise. I love community. And it's one of the reasons that I even stepped into Damascus. Yeah. I just become so good like i I became really good friends with so many of the men and women that were serving there as missionaries um dear friends with a lot of the leaders of of damascus and they became like family and i love them so so much Mm -hmm. um but there can be there can come a time when we genuinely feel attracted to or pulled towards Mm -hmm. receive the clarity to do so um to go in a certain direction and the thing being like, well, I don't know anybody there. And here's the thing. I just feel like there's a tension there. Community <laughs> yeah. should be something that launches us into mission. Mm-hmm. And community can be a landing pad, right? Where we come back into community from mission. That yeah. just makes sense. That's biblical, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like from community, we go mm-hmm. and reach out and evangelize and spread our wings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's also a place for you to land and come back. And, and not only you, right? But to bring those who you mm-hmm. shared the gospel with, to bring mm-hmm. those who need family, who need yeah. community. Um, but if we never leave, it's kind of hard. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. No, I, okay. If a few things to said, first off, like, we know the principle like of the gospel like we are made for a relationship so like yeah. we are made for this community but like there's a lot of people out there that don't have it right so like that's part of going to those places that's like a little challenging or a little bit like you're like oh i don't know anyone there like mm-hmm. yeah okay let's do it you know right but it's like that's part of it but i think too like what you're saying too i think i think of some of the seasons of my life that i've done some things that are very hard but it's because i've had the security of community to support me to go do that hard thing Right. And then I can come back, like you're saying. like So, like, I can do the hard thing because of that support of the community. But, like, that might actually include me leaving. And it's like, okay, <clears throat> I think, first of all, like, I've had teens, and I love them very much, and we get very, very close-knit. But it's just, like, always so exciting and refreshing when you would go home and visit your friends and, like, like experience life outside of it and then right. come back. Right. And you'd be able to share your life with them. And, like, that's, like, very much the same thing when it's, like, you see, like, community becoming an idol. It's, like you you're afraid of going and experiencing life outside the community and actually where you encounter the lord out mm-hmm. there and like actually could become more alive yourself oh and then come back and like share that with other people too even within right. the community and it's like so yeah like i yeah i i think you're right i think it can become an idol it can become a hindrance it can become a thing that prevents us like from um doing something that's hard or inviting us the mm-hmm. lord inviting us to something that's different mm-hmm. Because it doesn't look like something we know or right. thought we would desire or, yeah, it's just not like And I think safe. it forces us to refine and purify what we think mm-hmm. community is anyways. This this podcast yeah. is, about, is mm-hmm. about exiting missionary life into the real world. Yeah. It's not about community, but this needs to be spoken about. I think it forces us to, to refine and purify our understanding of community. Be, and yeah. I'll just speak from experience. Yeah. It has been... A little over a year since I've what Damascus calls deploy. I don't know what Focus calls it, but you like deploy, right? Out of and it's very militaristic. It's pretty cool. We like it. Um, <laughs> but we, I. It's been over a year since I've deployed, mm-hmm. and um, man, the times that I've reconnected with the men and women that I've served with, and the leaders who've become like mothers and fathers mm-hmm. to me. Um, that's still there. Mm-hmm. It's not like okay, I don't. I. It's not like because I don't live in the same geographical area right. or live the same rhythm of life or all these things. So it really, I feel like it forces us to kind of test it. Like, are you still family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then just holding that in the tension with like, because I remember I'll say this. I remember when I was exiting from Damascus. Um, there is, <laughs> there is um. A brother of mine who um who said chris you can't leave like when i think about damascus i think about you so i responded with um i'm really honored by that that mm-hmm. um so much of who i am has been gifted to this place mm-hmm. but if i don't leave right now i'm gonna die yeah and that's like dramatic but it's going back to the plant analogy right mm-hmm. like my roots are wrapping around me yeah. right now like you couldn't stay because you were afraid of losing that community or losing those people or because of like what you meant Mm-mm. to them 
it was like about what the Lord was inviting you into mm-hmm. and like your need to like keep growing. Right. That's and it was, what it was about. Instead yeah. Of, and like that wasn't to the detriment of that relationship or maybe there's like a change. Of course there's a change. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, I just, last week talked to one of my teammates from two years ago. We haven't talked for like a year and a half. Super life-giving conversation. But like it was so life-giving, I think, because we hadn't seen each other and were able to share what we had been doing and like we were able to invite each other into our lives and like what are you doing? Who are you meeting? What's going on? Like, how is the Lord speaking to you? You know, like these things, like we have a very like close friendship. Um, shout out Catherine, but <laughs> I don't know. Do we do that on podcasts? <laughs> I mean, I think so. It's my, this is my first, I don't know. Sure. Um, uh, but like, yeah, Catherine and I had this great conversation. It was like so life giving and we were able to have it because we had that proximity when we were on team together and we were able to like still enter into that right. a year and a year and a half later. And it's mm-hmm. like, but yeah, it was like she understood like we were all doing our own things. I was actually able to speak to her as she's leaving staff herself and be like, this is what my life's been like. And she was like, this gives me great hope, you know? So like there's that that element. Right. It was very like, it was, hey, if I don't leave, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. And here's like, and, and then I pressed in even more and was like, if I stay, I will be miserable. You'll have me, but you'll have miserable. It won't me. be me. It won't be me. <laughs> it won't be me. It won't be me. But if I leave, yeah, I'll be more alive than I am now, and I'll get to live mm-hmm. on mission in a new, adventurous mm-hmm. way. Yeah, because yeah, that's so. It's hard to hear. I'm sure, like as as your pal, as your friend, you yeah. said that you know, but like that that is like the pursuit of holiness, is it not? Like we like die to different versions of ourselves mm-hmm. and become like more who we were made to be right like that's what it is right so the lord's always inviting us into Mm -hmm. so to deny that is like a a death of sorts right and i i just think about the last time that all the apostles were together do you know what i'm saying wait why are you freaking out oh my gosh so one of my friends um (laughs) she and i talked about this like years ago she said she's like if you think about it the bible is written on a series of letters between friends oh and it's like these friends like wrote letters because they were apart from each other because they were on mission oh my together. gosh dude and that's why we have scripture like half half this, like new testament you know because of that oh my gosh yeah. wow i think about it frequently i'm like she yeah she just like said that i'm like yeah i think about it frequently because it's true wow i'm gonna pray about that later that's really good, yeah, that's good. <laughs> but like um at one point there had to be this moment where it was like I don't yeah. know the next time I'm going to see you. Yeah. Um, but we've got to do this. Yeah. We've got to do this. Mm-hmm. There's this twofold n- mm-hmm. necessity there. One being if we stay in this cohort, in this company of people and don't mm-hmm. go out, um, we ourselves will not be fully alive because it is when you are baptized into Christ, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When you come into the way, when you are a disciple and you are committed to being a missionary disciple, you need to, to get out of the nest and go and live on mission, whatever mm-hmm. that is. Not not some pre-prescribed, not some like cookie cutter, like I'm going to try to replicate someone else's, but like your mm-hmm. own thing. And we'll get to, that's the next thing we should definitely talk about. But um, so because... To be fully alive as a missionary disciple, you do need to, you know, mm-hmm. do that and venture out. Um, but then secondarily, um, you if you don't, you will be disobedient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that will be another episode of Locust and Honey. We talk about disobedience it's and obedience. Woof. Huge. Yeah, it's so huge. Big but um, yeah. Something you said on the phone, though, earlier this week was something about the Great Commissioning. I would love for you to share a little bit about that because I think when we talk about this, when we talk about going from missionary life to normal life out here, um, one thing that needs to be, I think, spoken about Mm -hmm. and discussed, brought into conversation, is what is it? Like, what does it Mm -hmm. mean to actually be on mission? What does it mean to live as a missionary when you're not wearing a name tag when you're not fundraising your salary when you're not you know wearing whatever yeah. it is we wore green button-ups and everyone that's ever worked at damascus knows Very about cool. these <laughs> but we <laughs> we called them the the zookeeper shirts oh my gosh um, yes and it made sense because when you're doing sense. middle school high school ministry you feel like it's a zookeeper a zoo. most of the time yeah but um 
Yeah. Kelsey, what does it mean to be on yeah. mission out here when you're not wearing the name tag? Right. No, I think, well, the Great Commission coming from Matthew. Yes. Um, where, before, yeah, right. Well, don't, Some missionary don't shame. Yeah, right? <laughs> I should probably know that. I should I know. Like, what... I was going to look it up until he's going to ask me. I'm like, I, yeah. It's in multiple Gospels. It is in multiple so... Gospels. But the version I'm going to say is Matthew. It's like when um, at the Ascension. Right. Jesus leaving last time. You know, they're like, peace out, dude. Um, mm-hmm. They did not say that. They're probably very sad. <laughs> um, but he said, <laughs> go therefore and make all, disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then he taught told them to teach them all what they taught them. He said, I'll behold, I'll be with you for the until the end of the ages. Mm-hmm. So within that, um, and that's actually a really key scripture that as a missionary we would go back to. Um, because it's this invitation that we all are invited into mission. We're all commissioned in that way. We're all, if you're baptized, you are, it's, it's go therefore make disciples of all nations. There's an invitation to share the gospel mm-hmm. with everyone you encounter. And that, that each person has a different capacity. They're going to do that in, right? but we all have a, a particular way that we are part of the body of Christ that mm-hmm. we will do that in. Right. And so me talking to a college freshman sharing that with them and saying like go do the thing all right let's do it how's that going to look in your life you know it might look like doing their homework well it might look like leading a bible study it might look like inviting their friend who used to be catholic back to mass it might be you know there's like a lot of different ways but um as someone leaving staff with focus that like what did that look like it looked like me you know going to the sacraments um making a time for prayer doing my daily duties well yeah um inviting people into my life and sharing the gospel in that way um and then also that trust of like the lord will be with you until the end of the age and he's given us the holy spirit so inviting the holy spirit Mm -hmm. into our life and like being attentive to the holy spirit in our lives yeah and that's not just like something like oh kelsey the missionary should do that it's like no actually as a baptized christian you need to do this because like we all are invited to that. Like there's people out there that are like probably listening to this. Like, you know, people I'll never meet. I'll never meet this person, but they're in your life daily. And so you being a disciple of Christ is going to help them to encounter the Lord. And that is a thing that's going to mm-hmm. be you on mission. Right. And then like, for me, it's like getting to work on time, pouring coffee for people and smiling at them, even though I'm in a bad mood, like being real, but like also right. like being like, I understand that you are a human being and like, this is my mission right now just to help right. you have a better day and to be seen. Right. Like they have no idea if I'm a Christian or not, but like if they feel seen by me, like right. hopefully that's an extension of Christ. Right? right. So that's like, that is life on mission. So for me, like, yeah, no. So I think that is huge. I like would always get a little peeved when people are like, I don't know. I'm an introvert. I'm an extrovert. I don't have a lot of friends. Oh, I have a little bit of friends. And I'm like, I'm like, I know that's okay. You've been made this way. Go there. Go <laughs> like, there. No, because so this like, is important because we were think, talking about this on the phone. Yeah, it's like, think, well, think, this is my like temperament. And it's and like, it's, okay, your cool. temperament is a disciple of Jesus. Yeah. And it's like, cool. Like maybe you are less 10. Like I'm the most extroverted person most people know. So I think people would say the same for you. Uh, correct. So the yeah. two of us in a room is like a little bit chaotic. <laughs> like I have my moments though. Yeah. No, we both I have my monastic days yes, where right. I'm locked in and, and that, yeah. that purple moon is on my phone and you're not getting a hold of me. And I mean, that's great. That's great. But anyways, but like we are the most probably like right. forward, like when someone walks in a room, we don't know them. We say hi. Right. Like that's not everybody's temperament. And that's right. okay. That is okay. Like we don't need everyone, but to no one's exempt from mission. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, so how in your particulars are you going to do that then? Like, right. do you know people are like more wallflowers? Like go stand and talk to them then. Like, that's mm-hmm. cool. That's fine. Right. Like just because you're an introvert doesn't mean you can't talk to people. Just because you're extrovert doesn't mean mm-hmm. you can't intentionally spend time with somebody. Right. Because you want to talk to everybody in the room. Right. That's like my, that's mm-hmm. like my failure, right? It's like, I'm like everywhere. And it's like, no, actually like I need to see this person in right. front of me and be present to them fully. Right. Even if my like energetic brain's like one of the most. Yeah. One of the most beautiful things talking like with the introvert, extrovert, like whatever your thing is, it's so Mm -hmm. beautiful. That's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. One thing that I shared with you on the phone was that that time transitioning from this Mm -hmm. chapter to the next from missionary to I don't know Mm -hmm. what I am out here um, (laughs) was so life giving because I got to actually take a season to find out what ministry flows from me Mm -hmm. naturally. Right. Does that make sense? No, it's true. Like it's so it's per it's a perfect training ground, mm-hmm. right? Being in a missionary organization, you are told mm-hmm. like you are given the model mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. of ministry and and a lot of it is like worked out for you and it's just mm-hmm. up to you to like just do yeah. it right and and to like do the scary stuff right mm-hmm. um but when you're out here um and you don't have a model you don't have a missionary like rhythm or like whatever it mm-hmm. is um if you are disciplined enough right and you're listening yeah. to the voice of the father and you're you're yeah. grafted into the vine of jesus um it's such a unique and beautiful and life-giving experience yeah. to find out what missionary activity flows from you naturally right because you were like born for this right yeah and so then like i just was i just started going crazy on social media like yeah. social media and the creative arts and and expression yeah, and like putting the truth and beauty and goodness of god on display yeah. like i don't think about it it's just your flows it's just what you know. i do right and yeah. so like for anyone listening who's like, okay, I hear you, like introvert, extrovert, I'm transitioning out of focus, net, mm-hmm. Damascus, SPO, like whatever it is. Um, it's of the utmost importance. We know this already regarding our spiritual mm-hmm. life, but it is also very, very crucial regarding your mission life that you be grafted into the vine, mm-hmm. that you be in the vine. Because when you are in the vine, <laughs> I'll put it like this. The the branch does not have to think grow fruit. Like the branch does yeah. not have to the the branch isn't focusing like he's he's not trying to like mm, grow apple. Like yeah. its job is to be in the vine. Where am I going with this? Because when you are transitioning out of mm-hmm. organizational missionary life to yeah. mission life out here, real life, mm-hmm. whatever life you want to call it. What is going to be best is that you let the ministry that God has planted in you grow mm-hmm. and and come out of you mm-hmm. instead of just doing what you think you should be doing. It's just another ver- it, that would just be another version of mm-hmm. performance of me yeah. like just trying to live up to some like yeah. internal expectation I have of like <laughs> like I'm going to try to make I'm going to try to make focus or Damascus like super Here. proud by like doing all this <laughs> stuff and it's like or you could be a faithful disciple yeah be rooted in the vine and let mm-hmm. ministry flow from your life, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, I know that was like a whole lot. It's like it's, but it, it, for practical sake, though, right? Um, how do I how do I find out what that is? Stay rooted in the vine and let it come forth from your mm-hmm. prayer life. And it can look like so many different things. Yeah, no, it's so true. And like, so for me, like coming, so I'm I'm school to study dietetics. So mm-hmm. I want to be like working with nutrition, clinic, clinical, like era area, right? Mm-hmm. So. I've been actually referring to like this season of my life as my hermit era because I have to say a lot of no's. Like you've gotten a few of them. I'm I know. I have. I have gotten. <laughs> Everybody it. in my life has gotten so many no's from me this year. It's like so unheard of because I like I'm a yes gal. Like I'm I'm down right to do anything. And it's like it's been a lot of no's, but then it's like also been like, hey, this is a season particularly the Lord is inviting me into right now right and this is what i'm doing so this Mm -hmm. is like how i'm leaning to it so like but then like how do i live mission in that so just like becoming closed in um and like that's been looking like okay so i have one night this week where i'm able to invite people in can invite people from like every area of my life to come meet me at this brewery come to my house do game night and like try to create like some sort of community in that space with like the limited time i have and the the people i know and it's like yeah hopefully like my people who like are from all these different walks of life, like get to meet each other and like get to encounter each other and get to encounter the Lord within that space. And yeah. it's like not really that complicated, mm-hmm. but it's very particular to me and who I am because like that's one of my gifts is like creating oh my gosh. space. So like your your ministry of hospitality is unmatched. <laughs> yeah, go yeah, ahead and receive like, that. I, I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like that's like one of my gifts. But then the other thing is like the Lord's inviting me to be obedient to the thing task ahead of me, which is like just my supervised practice, my like studies, prayer, mass, these different things, you know. And so like right. it might be. And so I think we were talking about this the other day too. Is like this whole last year has been like a lot of hard things, which is very similar to what you're talking about. Like. I was very comfortable with and focused because I was able to do those things well. A lot of it, my skills, I was like thriving when I was there as a missionary. And like me being out of focus mm-hmm. has been like me doing a lot of things that are like freaking hard for me. Like saying no to things, very difficult. Like creating, like studying, going back to school, very difficult. But like within that difficulty, the mm-hmm. Lord's like inviting me to live mission and gain new skills for right. mission mm-hmm. as I go forward. Like everything now is going to serve him f- moving forward too. Right. 
I want to, this is the last thing. <laughs> okay. This is the last thing. Um, if you had, if this room was filled mm-hmm. with men and women who are transitioning out of being a full-time missionary mm-hmm. with an organization to whatever comes next, Oof. what are some things that you would say really concisely mm-hmm. to them? Hmm. Okay. I think something that I've held on to since deciding to leave focus was just this like, um, it's from the Psalms and it's, well, the shorthand of it is consistency and gaze like to have, or not cons- what am I saying? Proximity, proximity, proximity and gaze. <laughs> that was, I was like, that was wrong. Um, but in scriptures, in, uh, the Psalm, it says, do not hide your face from me for you and you, I put my trust. And like, I think that's been huge for me, like in moments where I'm like, did I do the right thing? Did, is, this is really hard. This is really good. Like all these different things, like having that proximity and gaze of, of the Lord. Um, even if I don't feel it, like yeah. I know, I know the voice of the father and I know what it was when I made that decision and I ask him not to hide his face from me. And even though I don't hear him, I know that invitation was, so I just need to keep going down the path. Mm-hmm. that he's invited me into so like that consistency that's where consistency comes is like the consistency of like going to him and yeah. like checking in and like having that proximity so that's been huge for me um yeah the consistency of like just like prayer life find a parish this is like one of my soapboxes. <laughs> like just find us a, a parish and like i'm going to a parish in my neighborhood there's not a lot of young adults i'm like one of four 30 year olds that are there come on and like i it's it's a little wonky at times. I love it. I just love it. There's like, I I could. Go That's off. that North Dakota in you. You're so loyal. <laughs> it's yeah, crazy. it's so true. You're it's so true. <laughs> I am. Yeah. You're like, what? This is hard. All right, let's <laughs> do like, it. Winter, buckle up. <laughs> exactly. Gosh dang it. Nothing. Yeah. If you're listening and you're a recruiter for missionaries for whatever your thing is, uh, anyone from North Dakota is a solid <laughs> yeah. choice. We are a different breed. We've got that. Hardy Midwest a loyalty stock. that is right. That We're is very loyal. ingrained. Yeah, um, that is so true. But yeah, so pick a parish. Yeah, pick a close parish. Come on, build something in your neighborhood if you can. If there's something yeah. there, like it might be hard, but like, uh, can you imagine being at 13 years old and looking up and being like, "There's no one here under the age of 60 at mass." Yeah, because they're not there. So like, right. we so have to there. be there to make that happen right you know so that's that's another thing and then also just like have fun like literally <laughs> it's so fun like literally, there's no rules like, no, no i'm rules, just kidding just <laughs> no. no i like i think you're gonna probably mess up oh yeah for sure you're gonna oh you're like gonna make mistakes you're not gonna have friends for a minute maybe you will like that's okay but mm-hmm. like just have fun with the lord in right. it. like just have fun yeah just do things try things that are different try things yeah. that are new like meet new people do like develop new hobbies read different books like i don't know just like mm-hmm. have a good time yeah i don't know that's so good it's really simple but no like- that's really good i think <laughs> if man if you're listening right now and you are yeah you're in that season of like mm-hmm. all right it's time to go it's time to leave the nest mm-hmm. i've served well and, you know, whether it was one year, two years, three, four, five, six, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's time to open up the next chapter of my life. And you were listening, you're listening right now. Um, I would say that I have a locust and honey for you. Uh, the locust would be the hard thing and the honey would be the less hard, maybe sweet thing. The locust, um, I would say that you're going to find out really quickly what was real and what um what wasn't what i mean by that you will find out really quickly um if you were praying regularly if you were living a life of mission if you were doing all that you were doing because the other people around you were doing it or if it because or if it was actually just coming from your relationship with jesus Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. I know that that was like huge for me. It was like, you know, when accountability isn't there anymore or when people Mm -hmm. aren't looking or, Mm um, yeah. When the people around you aren't praying at the same time with the same holy hour every day or doing the same stuff, 
you will find out what stuck and what didn't mm-hmm. what was formation and what was playing pretend mm. um but then the honey is almost like the other side of the coin when you come out here and you start to see who you truly are not just what you've been doing um it's life it's really humbling mm-hmm. to to see all the stuff maybe there's stuff that you didn't really deal with from before your time as a missionary that will bubble up to the surface mm-hmm. but it will bubble up to the surface with also the kindness and tenderness of the father like it's it's so intriguing i mean there's been times this past year where i've laid on the ground of my apartment and just stared at the ceiling and it is this really intense moment of feeling so compromised and so weak i feel i feel like um kind of like stripped because because you can't wear that title you can't like you know what i mean it, you're very reduced down to who you really are if you remove all the activity and your identity was in that right if it's just you it's so humbling it's so humiliating but it's so life-giving and free that's the word that's the word that i would say free i feel free um with all of the stuff attached to it um so i guess Mm -hmm. if you're listening right now i just want to encourage you to to jump i want to encourage you to jump out of the nest i want to encourage you to do the hard thing i want you to i want to encourage you to step out of comfort and into discomfort i want to encourage you to follow your dreams i want to encourage you Mm -hmm. to spread your wings and fly i want to encourage you um to step into the new chapter to open up the new chapter that god has for you um and and to echo what kelsey was saying um to put your trust in the lord um and it's gonna be really really good oh my gosh as confessions of (laughs) ex-missionaries like it's really good and really hard i'm kind of an adrenaline junkie oh yeah so like the stepping out and like wow this is really hard and this is kind of chaos and holy cow what do i do i like it but some of you are listening and you don't. But regardless, yeah, I hope that like- this conversation blessed you. Thank you all so much for joining us for this episode of Locusts <laughs> and Honey. And we'll catch you next time.